South Alabama goes with Major Applewhite as their new head coach. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started. If only there was something to talk about on all these episodes of the podcast, people are making it very easy. We'll go over the basketball games that happen on Wednesday night. We'll look ahead to Thursday night as well. Uh, but the big story of the day uh, was Major Applewhite will be the new head coach of the South Alabama Jaguars. That came across, I may be able to see it with my text messages <laughs> a little quicker, uh, just after 6.20 Central Time. Uh, and that means that's less than 48 hours since Kane Womack was reported to get the Alabama job. That was at about 9 p.m. on Monday. This is about 6.20 on on Wednesday. And, you know, Womack, you know, announced his uh, leaving on Tuesday. South Alabama did as well. And I'm sure uh, Dr. Joel Urban, you know, went through, I don't want to say went through the motions, but, you know, checked to see if there was anybody better that they could get. And that's, you got a guy on staff with head coaching experience. You may be able to keep your defensive coordinator. That's big if Corey Batoon wants to stay there. And you can sort of keep the same process going, but again, it's very different. All right. Kane Womack, very different than Major Applewhite or say it the other way around, right? Kane grew up, um, you know, wanting to be this, was a good football player, but nothing like Major Applewhite. Big time college football player out of Baton Rouge, went to Texas and has been coaching since. So maybe he, that's what he wanted to do. He wasn't quite good enough to go at it professionally. Uh, actually, you know, was the Syracuse quarterback coach shortly after being a GA for the Longhorns uh, coached uh, Perry Patterson, in fact. Uh, so I think this is a good decision. It seems to be the easy decision. Okay. Uh, if there was something wrong with, you know, uh, Keeping uh, major, maybe Dr. Joel Urban would have been able to, you know, find somebody better. But as far as I know, there's not. Again, we've talked about this, that Kane is very open, very confident in himself and his process. We'll see, you know, if we hear anything different than, than major is with his. But I, we, from someone who covered major, and maybe it was just always because, you know, he was the quarterback in high school. And then he was the quarterback in college. And then you know, the up and coming coach. And then it didn't go all that well at Houston. We'll get into that here momentarily. You know, he's got the, I don't want to say shy, but, or paranoid, but but concerned that, you know, the media's out to get him when we're really not. And he very much so between the first year, which would have been 21 and the second year, 22, uh, he absolutely uh, opened up more. Uh, he was uh, 
you know, doesn't mind dishing it out, doesn't mind uh, getting it a little bit as well. But it, it, he, you could definitely see there was a difference between Major Applewhite in his first year at South Alabama compared to his second year at South Alabama. And we'll see where, where staff staffing goes. Uh, now they still need to hire about half the staff. All right. So they have their work uh, cut out for them over the next couple of weeks. They still trying to, you know, I don't know if you're going to go get the same guys that Kane was supposed to get. Um, and here was always the big question, to be honest with you. Because a couple of years ago, maybe even last year, that Major Applewhite was up for some coordinating positions, maybe even Carolina, something along those lines. But the, the question was always, would, would Kane go with, I'm sorry, would Major go with Kane when he got a Power 5 job? Or would Major take over when Kane left? It really wasn't an option <laughs> that Kane was going to take a coordinating a coordinator position with a power five school. I mean, the power five school, if you will. Uh, and, uh, and leave a perfect opportunity for, for major to take over at South Alabama. The players were all, are all behind them from Gio Lopez, the expected quarterback to the now former quarterback, Carter Bradley, uh, Jaden Voison, who was the safety who went into the transfer portal came out of the transfer portal, wasn't happy that Kane Womack uh, was leaving, and then, you know, did a, an Apple emoji uh, tweet earlier on Wednesday. So it appears uh, LaDainian Webb was very happy, the former running back. It appears that uh, the players are happy with that. That doesn't, always that doesn't always translate into success, but it may not translate to uh, a mass exodus is what you know, is what it may do, right? We're seeing 27 uh, transfers out of Alabama. Now, that's a little higher than normal. They usually have a bunch, but only a couple of them are any, mean anything. We'll see what happens with South Alabama uh, moving forward. But I think it's a, it's a great opportunity for Major Applewhite to get that second chance. He had a little bit of success. He went to two bowl games following Tom Herman and, to remind everybody about that, right? It was basically Tom Herman or, well, Tom, Her first of all, I guess it was Jimbo. Then it was Tom Herman uh, and then LSU and Ed Orgeron. That worked out and it, it didn't, right? I mean, they did get a national championship, but the program kind of bottomed out, uh, although they still beat A&M. Uh, and now Brian Kelly's taken over and now they're, you know, got a high trophy winner and contender. Uh, but Tom Herman uh, went to Texas. That did not work out at all. And now he's at FAU. So he's at FAU. And and his uh, his offensive coordinator, Major Applewhite, now the new head coach at South Alabama. Again, I think it's a good, it's a good hire. But you start going down, you know, now the new the coaches at, in in the West, right? You know the the like Will Hall and Butch Jones have the most seniority, right? They have four years. This is going to be their fourth year. Mike Desimo is second, <laughs> I believe, with three years, right? You got a new coach at Troy. You G.J. Kinney's got two. 
This will be just his second year. Uh, ULM's got a new football coach, so there's not a whole lot of seniority in the Sunbelt West division. Then that, yeah. And, and guys don't last that long anyway, right? I mean, Arkansas State, for a while, those guys kept on leaving. <laughs> they would do well at Arkansas State. You know, Hugh Freeze. Well, was, I guess Malzahn coach Arkansas State. Gus Malzahn. Um, Hugh Freeze. Brian Harson. Like, like, nobody was, you know, buying in Jonesboro. They're all renting. Uh, and so... Uh, Kane Womack does three years for South Alabama. Billy Napier had four for uh, the Cajuns. Uh, and we'll see what, what you know, the Will Halls seem to be having everything going in the right direction. Certainly they're winning the offseason. You know, Butch Jones turned Arkansas State around. G.J. Kinney is off to a tremendous start. It's going to be very competitive uh, in the Sun Belt West in, in 2024. Uh, and uh, we'll see what kind of changes because you really may not have a whole lot of changes, right? At South Alabama, if you're doing the major apple white offense, whether he brings in an OC or not, and you're going to play, you know, the the four two five that Kane wanted to play with Corey Batoon. I presume we'll see if any of that changes here over the next couple of days, but there may not be quite the upheaval upheaval that we have seen at other places because everybody else is getting a new head coach, right? Washington got a new head coach. Arizona got a new head coach. San Jose State's getting a new head coach. So uh, Buffalo probably a new head coach. So seems to be more upheaval everywhere else. We'll see what happens in Mobile with South Alabama. But congratulations to Major Applewhite getting his second shot at being a head coach. We will once again attempt to get him on uh, the show to discuss uh, – you know, how quickly these things happen, all right? And and becoming another head coach, what went right the first time, what went wrong, uh, what he can improve on, what he learned from Kane, what he likes about Mobile, because he could be here in Mobile for, you know, five, six years. So uh, we will uh, see if we can track him down. All right, let's take a timeout when we come back. Uh, big ball game on Wednesday night uh, in lovely Boone, North Carolina, App State taking on Georgia State. I don't know how Georgia State lost this ballgame. And we'll talk about that when we come back. Let me tell you about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easier to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Avail only available to U.S. customers. All right. Now, oh, let me tell you about LinkedIn. <laughs> At the start of, of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make 
that'll make my business, that'll take my business to the next level in 2024. LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and may not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. We had three uh, Sunbelt ballgames, uh, basketball-wise, on uh, on Wednesday night. And the highlight, maybe of the week, is was uh, App State and Georgia Southern. Georgia, or, uh, Georgia State, sorry. Georgia State. Georgia State may be the surprise of uh, the season uh, thus far. They uh, were 3-15 and 15 in the Sunbelt last year. And they've already won four ball games this year. App State is four and one uh, this year as well. Uh, in the first half, it was kind of like a six-point lead. Georgia State would cut it down to two. App State would get it back to six. They pulled away and led at half, 39-30. And the difference in the ball game were three three-pointers. That was the difference in the game. App State had hit four three-pointers. Georgia State had hit one. It's a nine-point lead. That's the difference. When I say I don't know how Georgia State lost the ball game, Georgia State, I understand they were down nine and a half. They hit nine three-pointers in the second half. App State didn't hit one. I, I, I'm not sure how that happens. They hit 10 three-pointers, and App State hit four. None in the second half. Georgia State was down uh, eight to 10 throughout the, or nine, uh, throughout the second half, and then they made a run, and they got it to one point. They got the deficit down to one point, and they just they couldn't get a stop, and they couldn't take the lead. They got it down to 55-54, and that was as close as they got. They would not get down. They would get as close as three points. They would not get, yeah, they couldn't get any closer. Uh, that's a good job. I'll tell you right now, that's a good job by App State because that's a game that you could absolutely, you know, go into the tank and lose. Again, I'm still trying to figure out how you lose a ball game when you hit nine three-pointers in the second half. That's a lot. Like, that's a pretty good game. And I think they shot pretty well. But in the second half, they shot nine for 20 from three. They didn't shoot it well from two, and that was the problem. Uh, they only made four two-pointers. Th- th- maybe that's where they lost it. They were four for 15 from two. That's the problem. App State hit a few more free throws, but that's, that's yeah, not really good. Spillers for App State had a big ball game, 23 points, 10 of 15 from the floor, 13 rebounds. He was outstanding. Tate had 15 points for uh, App State. Taylor and Tucker each had 12 for uh, Georgia State, 
as uh, again, a 76 68 victory for App State. It was a heck of a ball game. Uh, no doubt about it. But uh, Georgia State made a run, couldn't quite overtake the Mountaineers. That's a nice uh, win for the Mountaineers. All right. What was not a tight ball game were the Cajuns taking on Texas State. Cajuns beat Texas State 86-68. Cajuns are down a couple of players, or else some of these minutes may be even less. They had a couple of they only had three players play 30 or more minutes. This was a blowout. It was not nearly as close as this score would indicate. They led the Cajuns led 75 to 40. They were on fire for the you know first 30 minutes of the ball game. Texas State went eight minutes in the first half, not scoring. And they didn't come out scoring in the second half too much. They did finish up strong, hitting nine of their last 11 field goals. I mean, think about it. They hit 25, Texas State at 25 field goals total. <laughs> nine of them, they made nine of their last 11. So they caught fire at the end, but this game was just not nearly that close. Cajun's now three and three in, in the Sun Belt. And they got a big ball game on Saturday against Mobile. I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to have a couple of players back. One's dealing with a concussion. And, and I think the other one's still sick. We'll see if they're back on Saturday. They do get an extra day. So they probably, I'm going to guess, uh, coming back to uh, Lafayette either tonight or tomorrow. And then won't leave until Friday to head over to uh, Mobile, a straight shot, uh, I-10, I-12, I-10. Uh, let's see here. For the Cajuns, Kobe Julian had 18 points, grabbed six rebounds. Uh, Contingent had a nice another a nice uh, little ball game, uh, 11 points, five rebounds. In fact, they had Cajuns scored a bunch in double figures. One, two, three, four, five players in double figures. Uh, uh, Folks had 13 and 10 assists. That's nice. Michael Thomas playing uh, well. He had eight points and uh, three assists. Even Fields. Is that Landry Fields? London Fields. London Fields had uh, 11 points. And, yeah, it's just 11 points. So he played uh, He played well. So that's a nice win. And the Cajuns were looking at starting out one and four. And now all of a sudden they're three and three with a chance to, you know, on this road trip, make it three out of four with a win against South Alabama on Saturday. That's not going to be easy, but they got a chance to all of a sudden go from one and three to four and three. That's a nice uh, turnaround for Bob Marlins club. All right. Uh, one more ball game to talk about. It's Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, not, well, this is a nice win for Southern Miss. Uh, they take down Arkansas State 69-66. Uh, 66 uh, Andre Curbelo and Victor Hart still not available. Uh, this is a ball game that ASU should not have lost. Um, Southern Miss playing at home. Winning on the road is hard. We've talked about that. But they're missing two of their three best players. <laughs> and uh, and they, they should not have lost this basketball game. Arkansas State scored one point in the final 3-12 of the game. And that was a free throw, obviously. Uh, that's going to be a tough pill to swallow. And for uh, for the Red Wolves, good job by Southern Miss. Uh, Austin Crowley had 25 points. Uh, very good from the free throw line. Uh, nine of 11. Uh, and you had uh, Ivory with uh, 15 points uh, and eight rebounds. And I'm going to have to figure out how to say his name. Iowa Carr 
had uh, 10 rebounds and 10 points. Caleb Fields had 16 points. Todd had 13 for Arkansas State. Let me see if I can remember how this went. I joined it, all right, watching multiple games tonight. Uh, I watched it was uh, Southern Miss was up by two at 60. Let me now I gotta have to look because they were up by two with like 10 seconds left to go. And it got a little crazy at the end. It was Crowley hit a shot, I thought. Yeah, 67 65. Um, Arkansas State was fouled on a double team and they missed the second free throw. Todd, Taryn Todd misses the second free throw, so it's a one point game. The rebound, though, was gathered by Southern Miss, but the ref said he was out of bounds, which I don't think he was. Unless, the only way he may have been out of bounds, one foot was inbounds, and then I think maybe his other foot came down out of bounds before he passed it. But it looked to be a little confusion there. Um, And Arkansas State got another chance, and I think the shot got blocked, and then... Uh, a couple of free throws at the other end, uh, put the game away and a a three point shot by Todd was off the mark. So um, that's a huge, that's a very nice win for Southern Miss. And it's gotta be a disappointing loss in a big way for Arkansas state. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll preview tonight's action on the hardwoods. It is locked on Sunbelt team every day. Let me tell you about FanDuel. The NFL season has wrapped up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Quickly, I forgot to mention um, the bowl game did not go well for Houston in uh, Major Applewhite's second year. They, uh, they took one on the chin to Army. This one would leave a mark. Army was pretty good that year. They finished up 11-2. and They were really good. Uh, They took it on the chin in the uh, Armed Forces Bowl, 70-14. to Ouch. That leaves a mark. Uh, As uh, uh, Craig Stevenson said, you know, in the SEC, we know there's usually multiple money guys. Uh, There's one money guy with Houston. Apparently, Major was on the outs with Tillman Fertitta. Certainly, 70-14 to doesn't help that. but that is just uh, one ball game. And, well, now Houston is on another coach, right? <laughs> they're, they're on another coach and going into the Big 12. So life happens fast. All right, let's check out uh, the uh, the action coming up tonight uh, in the Sun Belt. Uh, I will say this. I um, We were talking about, let me see the way. I didn't go over the lines because they didn't come out when when we needed them to, right? So I the, the Georgia State ball game was 
nine. I would have taken Georgia State, would have barely covered on that one. The Cajuns, I don't know, did the Cajuns cover? Because they were up by a bunch and they won by 18. Oh my God, Texas State was favored in that ballgame. Oh. Oh, that was easy money. And uh, let's see here. I probably would have picked Arkansas State. Let's see what that is. I, I would, with no Curbelo and no heart, I would have picked Arkansas State and I would have lost two and a half. So it could have gone two and one. All right. So let's see what the uh, action is coming up on a Thursday. You do have South Alabama hosting Troy, Troy 5 and 0. Oh. After starting the season five and six, they're five and zero oh in the Sun Belt. South Alabama is two and three, uh, and Troy a, a point and a half uh, favorite. Here's the problem with South Alabama: they've had some bad losses. Okay, they've had some bad losses. They lost to Mobile, 83-74. They got blown out by Alabama, one hundred two forty six, and then they lost at home. To Nichols, 102-97. That was a crazy, wasn't that like in double overtime? That was a crazy ball game, okay? Um, they actually hung tough at Maryland, 68-55. But then their, their Sunbelt losses aren't bad. They lost at home to App State. App State's pretty good. They lost to them in overtime, 91-84. That's not bad. That's not a bad loss. Disappointing, but not bad. They did lose to Georgia State. That game may have gotten away from them in the second half. It was a 42-40 ball game at half. And they did get blown out by James Madison. James Madison's pretty good, but then they go on the road and they beat Marshall shooting like 55% or something like that. So uh, they shot 52%. So um, South Alabama has the potential. They can't let the games get away from them because they've been blown out. They don't really blow anybody out, but uh, they can score. If, if they can get more than one or two guys to put it in the bucket. Um, I'm not sure if I would take South Alabama in this one. It's only a point and a half. That tells you something. South Alabama's two and three. Troy is five and oh. They, th- that line would tell me they're begging you to take Troy. <laughs> like, like Troy, I don't think Troy should be a 10-point favorite, but they should probably be three or four-point favorite. They're begging you to take Troy um, in this one. All right. I would not be, I put it this way. I would not be surprised if South Alabama wins that ball game. It could be a uh, very good. All right. Old Dominion with the tough news this week that Jeff Jones um, stepped away for the season. We talked about that earlier in the week. Uh, they're 0 and 5. They're struggling. Uh, maybe with a little, certainly don't want to say finality, but uh, a clear message moving forward. Uh, maybe that, that can take, some of the, I don't know about pressure, but uh, unknown away from them. Maybe they play a little bit better. Uh, they're 0-5. They're taking out Marshall. Marshall's only loss in conference was that game to South Alabama, uh, whereas Marshall just wouldn't go away. That was a crazy ball game, too. Uh, Marshall 4-1. and one. ODU is a point-and-a-half favorite in that one. That's crazy. Sunbelt, they're 0-5 in the Sunbelt. 4-13 and 13 overall. They're a point-and-a-half favorite. At home. That tells you how difficult it is to win on the road. Georgia Southern, uh, they're two and three. Did not play well uh, the last time out. They're two and a half point favorites at home against Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina is also two and three. I would take Georgia Southern uh, in that one. Uh, JMU, uh, they've all of a sudden lost two out of three. 
They have not played particularly well. They haven't played well in their last four ball games, and that includes the Cajuns ball game, which they won. They just have not shot the ball well. They are in a slump. They are taking on the slumping Monroe Warhawks. They're 0-5 in the conference. JMU is a big, that's a big spread, 19 and a half. Probably would take JMU only because it's really tough to bet on an 0-5 Monroe team. But I would look for James Madison with uh, the blowout. So we'll look for James Madison to win, Georgia Southern to win, Marshall to win, and I'll take, I'll go all homer. I'll take, I love myself some Scott Cross, but I will take, I'll take South Alabama in a minor upset at home. And then that would set up a really big ball game against uh, the Cajuns. The winner uh, gets to finish up the week with a winning record in the conference. The, if South Alabama wins, the winner of the South Alabama Cajuns game is now four and three instead of three and four. So that's uh, obviously a big uh, difference. All right. Thanks so much. I'm sure we'll get some, you know, some uh, earth shattering news uh, for tomorrow's episode. I did have, I do have the, uh, the quarterback rankings, although that seems to have changed uh, as well uh, in the West. I was going to do, let's rank the quarterbacks in the Sunbelt West. Let's rank the quarterbacks in the Sunbelt East, at least the ones that we think we'll be starting, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see when we get to that. But you know, that's probably what's coming up. Also, still trying to get uh, these Sunbelt players, and we'll see if we can uh, reach out to Jim Nagy, and he can tell you where uh, the Sunbelt players are are thought of uh, in the draft. All right, and then you got two great running backs uh, and some great defensive players. So, and Carter Bradley. So there's there's you know Rashina Lee and Kamani Vidal. Uh, we'll see if we can track them down. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. We're over 1,100 subscribers. Thank you so much. Don't forget about the audio part, portion of the show, uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Sincerely appreciate everyone's support. Thanks so much. I'm your host, Dave Schultz, and you've been watching Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day.